Chapter 5 The next day was just one for survival. Loxley had the driver drop Niku near her house, less than a mile from school. She would walk in alone, as befitted someone who had just returned from a family incident. The driver played his part and asked no questions. Loxley did not make small talk. He completed the journey, in the usual terse manner, and went straight to his living quarters. Spanton called during the morning break, summoning Loxley to lunch. The rear terrace at Danesfield House suited the occasion perfectly. Clifton was too notorious for such meetings and could lead to who knew what. Ask Stephen Ward. But Danesfield, of an even more military establishment heritage in its own way, and also a former school, was altogether low-key. Of course, they could bump into someone that required some kind of explanation, but that could happen anywhere. It was just a question of probabilities. They had enough time for a quick lunch, and then Loxley had an afternoon class back at the Abbey. I'm never wrong, you know, dear boy. Loxley had to concede that. Spanton had once been wrong, but only in certain details. His broad thrust, the overarching strokes, he always got right. If Spanton had been persuaded by the rumours, then the likelihood was that something very wrong was about to happen. It's not like Russia or Ukraine or Saudi, said Loxley. It's home. It's England. If this is home, it feels too safe. It's the pleasant countryside. He swept his arm across the terrace, indicating the landscaped hedgerows and topiary. A frost lingered beyond the box. It's not even London, for Christ's sake. But we've been here before. Yes, they had in 2005. There was footage of it all. CCTV from the supermarket in town, just a few yards from the abbey on their doorstep. A man stuffing used bomb tools and ingredients into the recycling units. Another reason it was all so serious, the Prime Minister's weekend residence was barely around the corner. In the opposite direction, his constituency. No room for error. Either could be a target or London itself or anywhere in between or even Birmingham, scene of homegrown atrocities in the past, or further afield or abroad. Heathrow was just a few miles away over the next hill. The ports and the tunnel were not much farther. Loxley stabbed at his pastor, feeling taut. So what's next for me? For Niku. See if she can handle being in school. If not... We'll pull her out to keep her safe. What happens when her father finds out about Sam? I'm putting plans in place, you don't need to worry. Loxley ate in silence for a while. One way or another, the news of Sam's demise would mean the end of Abby for him, and most likely for Niku as well. If Sam was supposed to keep her safe, then a shooting would ring alarm bells with Hayek. He would pull Niku out of her safe hiding place immediately. If Niku was somehow working alongside her father, then she would also need to be pulled out. Along with her mother, they were the only two links back to Hayek, and Loxley knew he could count on Shirin to help him. Loxley passed the afternoon just as he had passed the previous day, rattling through his scripts, playing his role. The pupils perhaps noticed that he was not in much of a mood for questions, and the one or two they did ask were easily dispatched. Niku sat next to Amber, and the two of them acted normally, insofar as he could tell. The bell went, he sent them out, and off he went for a coffee. 
most definitely a coffee, an espresso double shot with neither milk nor sugar. He had a sense of foreboding and found himself wondering about Hayek the father. Not worrying, just wondering. In the end, he did not need to wonder for very long. He had retired to his quarters after a goodish dinner at school. He had vaguely registered the presence of Niku somewhere in the hall, thereby keeping his end of the thing going. He spent a nice half an hour talking about French and history with Maria, and they ended up talking about Waterloo. It was later on, as Loxley settled in for whatever was on before the world tonight, that he sat bolt upright in his club chair. He had to check on Niku before he could sleep, and he had a dreadful worry in his gut. As it turned out, Niku Hayek was not in her room, and Amber had not seen her since dinner, nor had any of her other friends. <laughs>